Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the World of Ink Network. Founded in 2011 by Virginia Grenier and Marsha Cook, their vision was to start a radio show that helped writers reach their dreams. The World of Ink has a wonderful group of hosts who are dedicated to delivering shows to entertain and inspire listeners. The World of Ink Network shares resources that introduce tips, products, and services to help strengthen, support, and challenge those who love writing and the written word. Their hope is to bring not only authors, illustrators, and publishers together, but screenwriters, directors, and producers. New to the network will be a variety of special shows, bringing not only entertaining shows, but informative discussions on timely subjects. To learn more about us, go to www.worldofinknetwork.com or visit us on our Facebook and Twitter pages. Thank you for your support and enjoy the show. Hi, everybody. It's Marsha Cook, and a good story is a good story from World of Ink Network. And we have a really good show today. We have Mike Pettit and Linda Barton, and uh, they are experts in their fields. And they are—that's why we're having the show today. For there's different styles of writing. There's, you know, uh, different ways you can market different ways you can have your books done. And so we're going to talk about all of that today. And this is certainly from the beginner to the more seasoned writer because you can never learn too much because in this field, every as we're speaking, something new has come up. So um, we'll see how that goes. But today we're going to learn a lot of different things. And you can call in at 714-242-5259 if you have any questions. Right now, I do not see my chat, but I'm hoping the chat will work. I do not know what happened here. See, they keep changing things. Like Everybody's changing everything without telling people. So this is not a great thing. But last night, Virginia had a show, and I'm sorry if you couldn't hear good. I don't know what happened. I was listening also, so I'm thinking Blog Talk probably fixed it by now. And a little bit about some of the shows we're having. Virginia's having a show on Thursday night introducing a um, new host, and it's a surprise, so I can't. It was a surprise to me too. So I couldn't say anything, and so I she's she'll be on Thursday evening, and Monday I have um, a really the, Gerard has been on many times, uh, and uh, I always say his name wrong, but it's Gerard Demargin, and he is a screenwriter and he's an independently published writer who's done this for. Uh, probably six, seven years, has bestsellers, and he's great, and now he's doing a lot of screenwriting. So he's going to talk about his success and how he started, and he uh, did not start out with the mainstream publishers. So I think, and that's one of the most important things we're going to talk about in this show, is any, you know, if you want to write, don't give up because you can't get a publisher. You know, and those are the things that matter. And where you go to have some help done, that's important. And where reviews are important. So there's so many things. I mean, people out there, you know, need help. And that's why this show today will tell you a lot of things. And we're going to try to bring more shows like that. So um, I'm going to let Mike and Linda introduce because neither of them are shy. And they can both say exactly (laughs) what they do. So let's go. Who wants to go first? Okay, Mike, go ahead. Uh, ladies first. Linda, you go first. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Such a I gentleman. Like 
Well, you know, I'm, I'm a chivalry is not dead. <laughs> <laughs> okay. My name is Linda Barton. I'm the founder of Deadly Reads, um, Deadly Reads Author Services, and I'm the host of the Deadly Reads radio podcast. Um, I have been published since 2011. I tried sending my manuscript, my masterpiece, I knew that it was going to take on the world, to a couple of publishers and did not like the response I got. Apparently, I don't play by the rules, and I wrote my book, so I'm like, if I would have changed everything they wanted me to change, I should have just thrown the book in the trash and started over. So I thought, you know, I really like the book the way it is. There's this self-publishing stuff happening, and I got on there and discovered that that was the direction I was going to go with my writing career, so I have been self-published. I've never tried since to go to a publisher. Um, I've met many writers over the years who did the traditional route and are now branching out into self-publishing themselves for the flexibility and other issues, so that's where I'm at. Right, you know, and and the term is, you know, actually it's so much better when you say you're independently published because as soon as you say self-published, they they think you just glued the book together. (laughs) There you go. You know, you put the pages (laughs) and paste and don't believe. And as an agent, let me tell you one thing. I used to get books like that years ago. I've been doing this 20 Mm -hmm. years. You could smell the paste and the glue. (laughs) This is not a good thing. (laughs) But they are not like that now. They are beautiful, no, not, really no. well done books. So no, you know, I, and that's I what people have to realize. In my life. <laughs> uh, okay, Linda, are you finished for the moment? Yeah, I'm done. It's your turn now. I know somebody okay, had just let, called let in, in and they did. Somebody called in and they hung up. Okay, don't hang up because I'm on my other. I the chat is open, so I will open it. I just want to. Linda and Mike to be able to say a little bit about themselves before we open it up to any calls if somebody's interested. Okay, Mike. Okay, uh, my name is Mike Pettis. I am uh, to my to my dog. I am a raconteur of the word, uh, a Renaissance man, a bon vivant, a man for all seasons. But to my friends and fans, I'm Mike Pettit or Mikey or whatever they want to call me that day. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm, a, I'm, an, I'm an indie author of over 30 books and a bunch of poetry and short stories and things. And uh, I have a, a unique perspective on our business in the indie world because I started out just about the time Kindle started out. And so I was lucky enough to catch that first wave of ebooks and so forth. So um, over the years, about seven years, I guess. Uh, you know, I've put out 30 books. I try to do about four or five a year. Since one year I did six, uh, but I'll explain why I do that in a moment. But uh, for now, I'm I'm glad to be on Marcia's show. I've been on here several times. I've been on Linda's show. Yes. I encourage all all authors, indie or traditional, to be on either show or both shows. Because uh, they're just dynamite as far as reach, getting out to people that you may not know. So anyway, that's that's where I'm coming from, and I'm ready to uh, take on any comers okay. on any calls or anything. Okay, all right. Yeah, I, I did open the chat room, but I don't, you know, uh, and somebody did call. So they, you know, I just if anybody does call, it might take a couple of minutes. So because we're in the middle of a subject, so I didn't want to, uh, you know, yeah. break in. Okay, so all right, let's start with. Somebody has an idea, they want to write a book, 
they think they know everything. Right. And so, Mike, want to take that for a second, and then Linda can. Answer. Yeah, let, yeah. Let me run with that for a minute. The, 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 the thing about writing or being a writer is everyone wants to write a book. You know, I, I've never met anyone that does not want to write a book about their life experience or something that's happened to them. Or, some or have somebody else write it for them because their story ha- is the yeah, most exactly. exciting, interesting story ever. Yeah. So, but, you know, say, for example, that you do decide you're going to write a book, then you have to understand, you know, some basic things like, you know, where do I start? What do I say? How do I end it? And uh, uh, depending on your level of skill and, and, and how much attention, attention you paid in seventh grade English, <laughs> you, you'll know real quick if you're, a good, if you're a good writer or not. I know that I'm a, I, I failed all of my English classes, but still excelled at uh, I wonder every spelling bee. But uh, that's because I had the names or the words inked in on my palm of my hand beforehand. Uh-oh. But no, seriously, if you write a book, you know, you have to know, you have to be kind of creative. You can't just, if you're writing fiction, if you're writing nonfiction, then you don't need to be creative as such. You just have to know your facts. And that's, yeah. and for a fiction writer, And make it interesting, though, and also make it interesting, is, you know, so people will read absolutely. it if it's, you know, facts. Here, here's the opportunity <laughs> in writing in today's world. Um, the The largest uh, publishing company in the world now is Amazon, or bookseller, I should say, is Amazon. And and their publishing arm, CreateSpace, is coming right along behind them. But they are the world's largest uh, seller of books over Barnes & Noble and uh, Books a Million and all the other brick-and-mortar places. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, of, and of that sales, their annual sales, 60% are nonfiction books. Uh, which surprised me when I saw these stats. Uh, but you know, nonfiction being everything from uh, uh, textbooks, you know, school textbooks to technical analysis uh, to everything you can think of, medical, yeah. chemistry, everything. Then the fiction part, the fiction part is sliced down into genres, you know, romance, uh, action, thriller, thriller uh, hard-boiled, uh, you know, sci-fi, sea adventures. Exactly. And each one of those has a different little slice of the pie. For example, uh, romance is the largest slice of pie at this time in the fiction area. In other words, romance, Amazon sells more romance stories than they do any other of the genres. Uh, Where in mine, where I write about action thrillers or suspense thrillers, it's a fairly small piece of the pie. piece of the pie being uh, your reader base. You know, who's going to read my books? But in spite of that, a uh, small slice, you can make money at this if that is your intention. If you want to write a memoir for your family, that's a totally different game. You write the best you can. You find a publisher for it or you publish it yourself. You sell a few copies or give a few copies away, and then you're, you're on your the rest of your life. Like me, I decided to start writing uh, for money. And believe me, it is, it is a good decision on my part. Uh, it is a very uh, lucrative uh, endeavor for me and for others. A lot of other people are making money. There, there's big money in this. There are others. There's more people not making money than are in the book business today. 
Well, but and maybe we should add one thing. How many hours a day do you market? Uh, well, okay, well. <laughs> that, I, that's I, I a, that matters to that because you market more yeah, than anybody yeah. I've had on my show. <laughs> yes, I, does. I try to I try yeah. to write for a minimum of six hours a day, and then I'll market four to six. Right. Sometimes I'll go eight hours a day writing and four-hour marketing. Uh, some days I'll do all marketing. Some days I'll do all writing. For example, now, uh, you know, I need to keep off of all the social platforms because I'm right in the middle of a book and I'm behind schedule. So I'll probably just drop off of uh, my marketing side for, you know, a week or so so I can finish up a book. Right, because um, otherwise you can't. You can't. It's very hard. Yeah, you can't. You, know, you can't do both. Linda was, but, Linda was but, but laughing. You do, so, but you must okay. do both. You must do Linda both. Linda was laughing, but she knows too. Okay, now, for those that cannot market six hours, what what is your advice, Linda, for them? There are a lot of platforms out there that you can set up things that will do it automatically for you. Um, I don't. I don't know if I'm just lazy, don't have the time or whatever to put in six hours a day marketing like Mike does. I tip the hat to him to do that because he's amazing. Yeah, it's, it's incredible. It's amazing to me. I just, every time I hear I'm like, wow, <laughs> I feel like yes. such a lazy bum. But anyway, um, there's, there's... I wouldn't call you lazy there. because you're busy. <laughs> you are busy doing I, other things too, though. That's the I thing. Am. I know. But, I mean, there's platforms out there that will do it for you. Um, Twitter, I find, is a wonderful place to really get exposure. I highly recommend people get you a Twitter account set up for your writing. Get on there and start really nurturing it and building up your following. The more following you have, of course, the more reach you have. And, of course, when you can start getting into the larger numbers of followers, you get people that follow you that have the huge numbers. Okay, how, um, that's the part that people don't know how to do. How do they do that? Well, basically, you really have to work at it. Um, there is a there is a, a program out there. I'm going to bring it up. It used to be called Co-Promote, but they went out, and there's a new one now. It's called Creator. I'm, I'm sorry, Creator. C a c r e a t o r c o l l a b s dot com. Now, Wait, can you, you, can you say that again? The, creator, creator? CreatorCollabs.com. Okay. And I have a code if people want to do it because then I'll get credits for it. <laughs> what it uh, is is you set it up, uh-huh. and when you go in there and you set it up, you attach it to your Twitter account. But it also works for Facebook and Instagram too. So if you have those three accounts, you have, a, you have an author page, and you have an Instagram account that you use for your book writing, you can connect this creatorcollabs.com up to all three of them. Then what you now do you have, is now you, when people if people don't want to do this, you can do this for them. Yeah, I'll set it up for them. I don't care. Right. Okay. So no, 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 no. Yeah, no, because you offer services. services. You offer services from I offer services, uh, Deadly Reads. Deadly Reads, which if, is your uh, radio show. Yes, deadlyreads.com. Yes, you can go on there. We have author services and everything. But I'm going to tell somebody that's working on a shoestring. You can go in there and set this up yourself. It will take you just a matter of a few moments. And then what you do, say you've made some tweets or you've made some Facebook posts or you've done something on Instagram, you would go into this and you would say, okay, I want 
everybody to share this particular tweet. You hit it. You fill all the little information out. Like I said, it takes like 30 seconds to do each one. Mm-hmm. And then you go over and what you do, say, I, I have nearly 13,000 followers on my Twitter account. Um, what happens is every time I go in there and I share somebody else's tweet through this program they have, I earn what's called credits or points, I call them. And so for everybody I share, I get nearly 13,000 points. Well, those add up, which means at the end of the day, when I, I think they give you like 15 of them in a 24-hour period that you can share. So mm-hmm. times that by the 12,000 whatever followers I have, that's how many you have. So I can, I can hit, get like 200,000 reach in one day. So what everybody does, they go in there and they share it. And so say, say somebody has 10,000 followers, I would, they would take 10,000 off, and it goes from there. And what happens is by the time it's all said and done, that one tweet that would have only reached 12,000 whatever it is followers that I have might go out and reach nearly 500,000 people. So, See, and let me, let me, can I just add something? For those that have been sure. doing this for a while and um, know that when you were on Facebook years ago, um, you shared something, it went out. It really went to a lot of people. I cannot yes. say that it's the same now because you have to add money and then it goes out. So if you're seeing only a couple people sharing, it's not because of, it's not because of what you're doing. It just doesn't go out anymore. Even, I don't care how it many doesn't. sites you have. It does not work, but it did. When I first started doing shows eight years ago, if you were having a show, like everybody would know about it just by sharing it. It's not true now because mm-hmm. when someone comes up to you and they go, oh, are you having a show? And you're going like, oh, my God, I've been putting it everywhere. Why didn't you see it? And mm-hmm. it's, they're not showing it. So it's not the person's fault that put the – they just need more help now to a place like what you're saying right now because it, if they put it on share, it won't get where it used to get. It, like stay well, that, That's exactly well, right. Facebook, you know, that uh, well, Facebook about uh, a year ago – um, started doing that, that the only people that see your post are basically people that you uh, are in contact on a fairly regular basis. Yes, you know, you might right. have, uh, like I've got four or five Facebook sites, and there's four and 5,000 on each one. But all of those people don't see everything because uh, yeah. face, Facebook will say, okay, well, here are the top 100 people that, that Mike is in contact with or, or comment yeah, on his right. post. If he wants to see more, then it's going to cost him money to boost that out to a larger audience. The problem well, there is, is a way to get around that algorithm, though. There is a way okay, to get how around is that? The, the, okay. the algorithm. Okay, most of the time I would post, if it has anything to do with it, you post it on your, on your page, like your author page. Because uh-huh. I have a private account, and then, of course, I created an author page. That way I can keep my private away from my business. You know, that's kind of what yeah. you want to do. I don't think the readers want to hear about, you know, your plumbing went out that day and you're ranting on Facebook right. about it or whatever. So anyway, but if you post it on your author page, I've complained about it. I was, I have, you know, I only have like about 1,000 followers on my Facebook page, but I was lucky if 20 people would see a post. And I yeah. went on a group one time and I was venting about it. I was complaining. It was a woman's group I belong to, women's writers. And they said because of the algorithm, what you need to do now is when you are following other pages, you need to go on the other pages and start leaving a comment or leaving likes. And if you start doing your other pages, it does something to the algorithm so it supposedly makes your page be seen more. 
Exactly. But that 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 also does take a lot of time when you have to go back into everything. So, you know, now with the newer programs that people belong to, they share it to a lot of different people. But, okay, here's the but. The big but is you have to pay now. (laughs) You know, I mean, you have to pay because you can't get services or you can't have people help you for free because that doesn't work anymore. It did. But it doesn't work anymore now. You need to pay people because, but you need to find people that are not overly expensive and that get the job done. Because one of the reasons I'm having this show today is because I try a lot of things. And Mm -hmm. the ones that I don't talk about are the ones that I don't talk about because they didn't do anything. So when I have people like Linda or Mike, I know they know what they're talking about (laughs) because I watch everybody, whether I... You know, I've been doing this eight years, so I know who does what, and I know how they do it. And if it doesn't get out there, which is a lot of places, and people don't understand that. They think they're getting out there, but they're not. And so what Mike Mm -hmm. is saying, that was after a year, and what Linda's saying are you need to do other things. Twitter is the best if you want massive reach, I think, over Facebook. Because you can get a lot more done on on Twitter and be seen by more where you don't yeah. have to pay like you do on Facebook now, you know. Um, yeah. Okay, I, yeah. I agree. I agree that Twitter has got a lot of muscle, a lot of clout. I have, yeah. through my method, uh, I, I sent out a, a, a boost on one of my books, and it reaches half a million people. Me too. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's a, that's, that's that, it goes crazy. But you, know, you put money let in. Me, let me, yeah. Linda, let me, uh, I'm sorry, Marcia, let me just step back one moment, you know, to keeping okay. with the theme of this uh, okay. program, you know, about, you know, writing with style. Uh, right. Mm-hmm. Let, let me just spend a couple of minutes about for the first timers, the first guys that they put yeah. the end at the end of their book and they've spent a right. year on it and they don't know what to do. Okay. Right. What, what, do you, what we've been talking about so far is how do you do it? Okay. It's so right. what we need to do. And it's really a daunting thing when you finish that book and you're ready. I'm going to go out and have a bestseller. It's going to be the next uh, uh, Lord of the Rings or the next uh, Harry right. Potter. Yeah. And yeah. and you don't know what to do to make it so. And so, you know what I what I would like to just do, if you don't mind, spend just a couple of no, minutes explaining right to the no, new, new guys that when you finish your book, number one, make sure it's bulletproof. Make sure it's edited. Make sure you've got a good cover. Make sure yeah. that you're happy with it, that it's got a beginning, a middle, and ending, uh, that it's a good, sellable product, commercially acceptable. Okay? To me, that number one thing is to run it through my editor like two or three times. And she will do it. And, and I, I love her for it because she makes me look smart. She makes me look clean. Is, well, uh, editors, no, editors are really very important. Editors are. Oh, absolutely. Yes, my, are, my, editor, my editor is, yeah. I've been using her for about a year, Cheryl Castella. little shout out. If you need a good editor, get in touch with uh, Cheryl Castella. Uh, but once, once she gives it back to me, then what do I do with it? There's several roads you can go as an author. You can try to be traditionally, quote, unquote, published, which means you go through the New York way of doing it which means you go find an agent. That agent may or may not like what you have written or have any uh, use for your particular book at that time. But say if they do, then they have to present it to a publisher, and the publisher has to say yes, and then you sign a contract. And then uh, you, and all this takes like you know 18 months. 
Mm-hmm. Average time is 18 months from the time you get an agent, get a publisher, and it gets out on the street. And then um, you are basically at the mercy of the publisher. Do they want any more of your books? Is it any good? Uh, you know, they might only run a few hundred first run. Uh, if mm-hmm. you're a named person, a famous person, it might run a million like they just did with Hillary Clinton. Yeah. And uh, where they took a big chance, and they ran off, I think, a million copies first day, first time. But uh, that way, that road is so clogged and so uh, uh, clogged is the best word. So many, so many. Yeah, it, it, it is. It's, it's just a, a very, yeah. yeah. Now, also, second to that is uh, there is, uh, there's other publishing agents. There's, there's publishing companies that will take your book and publish it for a cost. You know, they'll mm-hmm. charge you for it. And they'll publish, they, they will print your book. And then they will run it on their website, and but most of the work is still left to the author, and it's print on demand. Uh, some have, but they're not always they're some. not always print on demand now, you know, because they they do have some new programs out where they're not ex- exactly because when people hear print on demand, they get you know, but because they're most of the books that I think are sold these days are ebooks. So oh, if absolutely. you're on the right sites, it's you can yeah, get yeah, absolutely sold, like uh, you know, like there, yeah. there's a publisher. That, uh, that I talked to uh, recently. In fact, I was at his sponsored uh, uh, book show, uh, Cheryl Rhodes. I mean, he's got a, an absolute, his name of his company is Absolutely Amazing Ebooks, and he has some heavy hitting authors on his, in his stable of authors that are ebook authors, and, and he sets them up, gets them in the business, pays them regularly, whatever the schedule is that they work out, and, uh, uh, doing an outstanding job, uh, and so he pays people them? that don't know he pays anything. Them. Have, when you say he pays them, what he pays them well, because royal, they sold the book. Like, what he'll do is, oh, royalty. I would give okay. him, yeah, I would give him one of my books, and he would uh, format it, edit it to some degree, not not mm-hmm. an in depth, but from what I understand, to some degree, and then he will get it out on all of his platforms, along with his other authors as well but he's, but he's well known the Cheryl Rhodes is well known in the in the publishing and entertainment business and so he knows what he's doing um, and the name of his company is absolutely amazing ebooks and then he gives out royalties you know you get a royalty from your books um, and you go back and you start writing again then there's the world that I live in indie writing indie publishing yeah. I mean, I do it from soup to nuts. I do everything yeah. myself, except yeah. the editing. I do the I do the writing. I do I don't do the editing. I do the book covers though. I do the, all my own marketing, branding, and mm-hmm. um, and that's the way I've chosen to go because I do have the time to do it. If I if you are serious about the business and you want and you don't have any money, because I started out with zero money, zero war chest, and that was uh, seven years ago. Yeah, and then you can uh, parlay it from seven, making money. Then your other books pay for whatever you need to do. Oh, absolutely. Well, You're for selling. example, on, on my on my own way of doing it, on my effort, I have sold over three hundred thousand books in e-books and paperbacks, a combination of both. Um, it's very very lucrative. I, I, my, to me, a bestseller is around ten thousand books. If I can sell ten thousand of my books, I'm happy. I'm, I'm pleased. Not all my books are sold that many, but a lot of them are sold a lot more. Uh, the the key 
to making money in, as an indie author or any author is to have a lot of books, not just one. If you have one mm-hmm. book, you are not yeah. going to make any money. You know, unless you unless you are a Hillary Clinton or whoever, you know, well known person. But uh, you can you can make a lot of money, but it takes a lot of time. Like I love to write; that's the fun part. To me, the funner part is the marketing of it. Okay, I just want. Can I interject something? Because I know you know I know sometimes I do skip around, but I just want to because sometimes when there's a thought, you know. Um, over the years, I've had many publishers on the show, small publishers. But I think that before you go with a smaller publisher, you need to really check them out because there are there are several, I mean, more than several mm-hmm. over the last eight years that yes. are gone now. And they had a lot of authors, probably too many. And sometimes, uh-huh. you know, people think, oh, they're taking my book because it's great. But, no, they're taking their, your book sometimes just to add it to their stable of authors or whatever. And, that's and right. your book isn't going to sell, and you're not going to get your royalties, and that's the problem. And that happens. Cause I, but some have been very nice when they went out of business. They took care of all their, you know, authors and gave them the royalties. But some yeah. have not. I try I tried the big guys. I sent out over a hundred query letters and they yeah. got no farther than some yeah. second year person in the business right out of a fine arts degree, you know, and and they're telling me my book is no good. I just you know, I just couldn't deal with that. <laughs> you know. And so well, just, no, yeah, because you know, to, it's only their opinion. It's their opinion or it might not be the type of book that right. they can sell. That's that right. they can sell. You know, and to what you were just saying is an agent might take on 15 new books or new authors mm-hmm. at a show, and he'll take your book and tie you up, and then some, some publisher will say, hey, do you have a romance book? And, for example, mine is uh, art, uh, uh, action, uh, adventure. Well, mm-hmm. my book is not even going to come out of her sack. You know, it's going yeah. to be her romance author. So mine may never be shown. So I, I just don't do that. I just stay away from those people. You know, well, I, because it, it, it I, gets, you know, and but a lot of people, they think because they can't afford to independently publish their own, that they will go to somebody uh, and then they get the cover made and they get the branding, they think, and they get the editing. Yes. But it and then it could be a big surprise for them when they get no royalties, because I know that there exactly. are people that I know them, that they have gone with small publishers, got not not a penny, and they were best-selling authors on, on, on you know, uh-huh. like for their e-books. They didn't get any money. So I well, think something I've, so heard, something I've heard, yeah. something I've heard uh-huh. a bunch of them complain about, I've been on different Facebook groups and people that were traditionally published and they're now left that and gone into being independently, they said, you know, you always think when you become traditionally published, yeah, they're going to do your editing, your cover design, and everything. Yep. Yeah, but you yeah. think you think that they're going to be the one doing the marketing for you? Uh-uh. And they said it's well, a some really occasionally, a occasionally they do. Occasionally they but, do. You know, but when you're starting out, they said, you know, you're doing it all. Yeah. And so, well, you know, the, when, the when guys, they when the they wait to get how much they made per book independently, right. and how much mm-hmm. they made per book being paid the royalty. Yeah. You're going to get a small big, fragment of that five, money. The big five in New York, they'll do your advertising. They send you on these book signing tours on their nickel. You know, they've given you upfront money against royalty. Yeah, that's because, yeah, okay. and if you don't sell but, books, you yeah. know, you're not getting anything yeah. after that. That's mm-hmm. right. But, but yeah, mm-hmm. the, the boutique presses and the, yeah. and the smaller uh, publishing companies, um, I mean, when I first got 
started, I went to and decided I was not going to go Main Street. I went to a company called iUniverse. Yeah. And I think everybody in the business that's been around knows iUniverse and yeah. it's a money yep. pit. I'm sorry yep. if there's anybody out there. I hope somebody's making some money out there selling books. But I sure as heck didn't. I kept because when, when, how many years ago did you do that? Yeah, I, I know that. Oh, that how many was years? Seven, seven, eight years ago. Okay, and they and I don't at even the know if they're time. still in business. Yeah, oh, they are. They are. They, my books are still out. I had two books that were there, and it cost like nothing to get it done then. It was like $120 or something like this, like 10 oh, years no. ago. Yeah, yeah, but they yeah. don't hold your rights or anything. It's out there, you know, and they have e-books, which, you know, and they, you know, they don't really sell much. But one, the big problem for them was what you have to buy your own books when you go out and sell them. That was so expensive. Yes. It was yes. unbelievable. You know, That's there exactly was no e-books right. like yeah. when they first started out 10 years ago. There was three uh-huh. different companies that they had after that. They're still around. They call, and they are very expensive for being on radio shows. and they, Oh, they're still out there. And people, you know, for them it might work. But there are a lot of places that have come into, you know, like what mine, Fidelity yeah. Publishing. She's been around for about 10 years when I met her. And they uh-huh. they do a good book, and it's not expensive. And they're very easy to deal with, but she does not own my rights either. And I take care of all my own books on Amazon, and they give me right, the checks. Right. So there's so many things people yeah. can do. It does sound confusing to people. And, you know, if yeah. they need help, there are people to consult. I, You know, Michigan Avenue Media is my company. I have not consulted with people. I do. Usually, you know, I tell people a lot of things, but... I, if they, you know, I'm deciding what to do because I actually don't have much time, but I may go into consulting because I really feel strongly about how much money people have spent that is not mm-hmm. necessary. Oh. Well, and Lisa, that's one right. of the reasons Lisa I, I do what I do. With, <sighs> Lisa and I have worked with several first-time authors who are green <sighs> out of the gate, and mm-hmm. we try to mentor them at Deadly Reads because we yeah. know what it's like. Lisa tells the horror story of, yeah. You know, her first book, she got into one of those vanity press, didn't realize that's what she's involved with, and yeah. almost $6,000 later, she wasn't making any money. So her thing is if they want money up front, run. Exactly. Um, yeah, and, I've had know, people so that I mean, have come to me after $20,000, and then they didn't even get a book. Right, it was, right. It was, it was so sad. She had to fight them to get the rights of her book back. You know, yeah, so. you should never give your rights away. That's the other thing, right? When you're That's independently thing, published, so. like what Mike is, was saying before, you own you. It's yours, and you should not give it's your rights away. Right? Yeah, it's I mean, hard, giving yeah. your rights away so, is tough. So we've taught, we've we've worked with several first-time authors. Lisa and I love to mentor. We like to give back because mm-hmm. we know what it's like when you yeah. decide to put your book up on Amazon for the first time, and how scared you are, and not understanding, okay, what do I do now? And and we understand the fact of how there are sharks out there that, you know, I call yeah. them sharks because they swerve around and they try to find these first-time authors that yeah. are talking about, well, can I finish my book? Where do I find an editor? Or where do I find a formatter? And, you know, and I, I, I've seen some of the stuff that they do to these people, you know, the money yeah, that they want out bad. of them. And Mike is saying it's the right ridiculous. thing because the truth is the editing – if you don't have good editing, I don't care who publishes it. It's not going to be good. Yeah. It needs to yeah. be edited. Yeah. And but, formatting, but formatting is a real important too. thing, too. 
well, let me let me say a word about editing because yeah. I've burned I have burned through a half dozen editors. There are people out there that you know finished eighth grade English and they call themselves an editor, and yeah. so you don't know until they edit your books. And I was pumping out four and five, six books a year when I first started. And I didn't have time to go back. I relied on those people to have edited the book. And so I would publish it. Next thing I know, I was getting these horrible reviews about, oh, the great yeah. story. Love the story. Love the characters. Great development. But, boy, that that uh, spelling is terrible. And, and the punctuation is awful. Yeah. And, but yeah. it's taken me a long time to find someone that, uh, that I can trust. So there's mm-hmm. a lot of trust there. And, and most of the people that say they're and, editors, just because they say they're an editor doesn't mean they are, and that is mean, really true. Anything, you know? I've been using the I same mean, editor there, for 20 years. There's got a level of trust between yourself and your editor, and because mm-hmm. they have to have your best interest at heart. And, yep. uh, but anyway, yeah, editing is so, so important. And, and but, also uh, on that note, is when you have a screenplay, you also have to have it edited, you know, uh, just because it's dialogue and people might talk like that, it still needs to be edited. So you and mm-hmm. you can have to find an editor for that also before you send it in as a script, a, a completed script. Because if it's not edited, uh-huh. it you know they get just as mad as publishers. The you know, I always Absolutely. I always tell people that that send their books to Deadly Reads Author Services for editing. You know we will go over and over and over before we even you know, submit them back and all that. And I tell people, don't be in a rush. I go set it yeah. aside. Yeah. Let it let it cool down a little bit, pick it up, and read it again. And yeah. I tell people to do that even before they send it to the editor because you will be surprised at the things you'll catch yourself before you even submit it. People get in such a rush, and I was guilty of it myself. I did the same thing. I was in a hurry, and then all of a sudden, it's out there to the world, and now you're seeing there's typos. Oh, crud. Now i got to hurry and try to get the new copy back up. But people have already purchased or downloaded the one that had all the mistakes in it. So hard, fast rule. Like Mike said, editing is the number one important thing. Set your book aside for a week or whatever. Get it out of your mind. Do something else because a lot of times if you read your book fresh thing after you're done writing it, your mind thinks one thing is there, but your eyes are not seeing it. Yeah, because right, you're, you're so really close there. to the story. You're so close to mm-hmm. the story that you don't, you, you're just reading it because you know the words. And it does sound, mm-hmm. you know, if you're telling that to someone who's ever written a book, they don't understand that. But the truth of the matter is you could read a book five yeah. times that you've written and you just skim right over it because don't you think it says one thing. And mm-hmm. it doesn't right. exactly. because they have, you're close to it. So I let's so what well, so all right, Mike. What would you think is the next thing? I you know, cover is important. Oh, absolutely. Cover is the first thing that's going to grab someone's attention. You know, yes. I, I spent a lot of years, over thirty, thirty-five years in the toy business, and the toy business, the package is the most important yeah. thing that you can do, even more so than the toy itself. You know, it's got to grab someone in, uh, like a child walking down an aisle in Walmart toy market or toy aisle. You've got less than a tenth of a second to catch that kid's attention. And so you have to grab them with color, with action, with copy, you know, some bold type. So the, the, the book is the same way, same way with cosmetics. Uh, I mean, all consumer products are that way. Uh, if, yeah. you, if you want to have, for example, in Barnes & Noble, if you want to have a facing uh, one book facing, one book looking out at the customer. That's one facing. 
you better have the best cover you possibly can. If he's just looking at the spine, that better be the best spine that's ever been written, the spine of the book. Okay. Yeah. Or you better have the best cover because you're out there with guys like James Patterson, Michael yeah. Conley, uh, I mean, all these other guys, and there's Mike Pettit. The only thing I've got going for me at that point is a sharp book cover. Mm-hmm. And, so, and a strong title. Uh, a strong title, too. And a strong, yeah. good title, something. I mean, and the graphics, I mean, it just got to be great. So mm-hmm. if you can't do it yourself, get someone, get yep. ask for their portfolio so you can see what they've done before, you know, um, you know, preferably a consumer products, graphics artist, a graphic artist, um, you know, some uh, a toy, a toy guy, or basically a, a, a book cover person. There's a lot of them out there. There yeah. are there are just a number of just super duper guys, uh, artists. Mikey Brooks is coming on. Mikey Brooks, um, he's an illustrator, and he'll be on the show in a couple of weeks. And he does children's uh, books, and he's excellent, you know. And if you give him a photo, yeah. he'll illustrate to it. So, I mean, if you want it that way. Otherwise, you can go another route where you do photos. There are a lot of things that you can do, and you can, you know, so if you think you can't change a cover, you can change it because, you know, there's you a lot of authors out there that just they realize after they've done it that they go, oh, this cover isn't right, which includes yeah. me. And then I end up going back to the original cover. So I, you know, I, uh, that's why I try so many things. That's why I think people listen to me because I always make, I do make, not mistakes, but I learn from them because I think that I've did it right, and then I go, oh, no, and then I change it again, and I've done that with my names. So don't be afraid yeah. to do something and then realize that, no, I think I need to change it. Well, there's a lot you know, of websites out there, too, that offer, there's a lot of websites out there, too, that offer pre-made covers. We we have yeah. those at, at Deadly Reads offer, offer Services. So if you don't know how to make one or you're not really sure what you want, and it's hard to make them. It's not easy. It's not easy. It has to be the right dimensions to fit on a lot of the sites. Well, I mean, we have them. We have ours on Deadly Reads Author Services. They are set. They will go on so Amazon great, for ebook. They'll go on Barnes and Noble. They'll go on all of them. Um, like I said, we have pre-made ones. It's an image. If you like the image, you just purchase it. I'm gonna let you know they're really inexpensive. Because Lisa and I do try to help authors. We we don't want yeah to, I just, saw that we don't yeah. want to take their money. And no. but anyway, you you choose an you choose an image. You let us know what title and everything you want on it. And we put it on, or you can just get the image and you can put the title on yourself. And you're off and running. Or we also do custom ones, like a lot of the other ones do out there. So say you don't find anything you like, but you oh you do do custom. custom oh, that's good. Yeah, yeah we do custom also. We do custom and those. Yeah, we do we do everything. We do. Editing, because the reason, the, sizes, the reason I mentioned the sizes, the reason I mentioned the sizes, because some people think, oh, I'm going to put a picture and it, it's going to be that easy. But then when you no. put it on, like it, let's say you put it on Amazon or you put it on Smashwords or whatever, it has to be the dimensions. So right, and they exactly. won't. They, yeah. It has to be right, you know. And all of them now are changing. Even when you do an audio book, that's a different size, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, audio books yeah. are square. Audio yeah. books are more yeah. square. Yeah. Where you're where your e-books are rectangular. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah, I think the, that, the, you know, the, the these are all things effort. that matter. Yeah. The, the most important thing is graphically for it to grab the buyer's attention. You want him to pick up your book. And then when you pick up, mm-hmm. he picks up your book, you better have a good hook on it, a blurb yeah. on the front, a subtitle. Then he flips it over the back, and there's 
a little hook where you hook him in there. This is the night that the, the night was dark and stormy and or whatever. And they said, yeah. well, yeah, I like that. Then he opens up the inside. That's when you've got it. Once they open up the inside, then they're going to probably buy that book. Yeah, the cover says the name of the book. That's right. Yeah, I I kind of like quotes now, and I never cared that much about it, but I kind of, you know, I think that's kind of a, sometimes a quote can really uh, fit what your book is about, you know, and there's tons of quotes out there now, you know, and even if you don't know what your book is about, sometimes if you read it, because, you know, sometimes people, when they're describing their book or trying to do it in a, two sentences like for a screenplay or whatever it's hard you know because <laughs> that that's what people look at sometimes and oh, yeah. to Easy, me that's you know, oh, that's really hard you know to encapture I, I think quotes are fine i think quotes are fine but uh you know what i try and do is put in tag words into my subtitle or maybe yeah, a good quick idea. line yeah. across the front yeah um, yeah you know tag words uh, you know whatever they may be suiting the genre um, mm-hmm. But the hook on the back is the same thing. You want to have those tag words. We've talked about that before. Talk about tag words for a little bit, because that that is really difficult. Years, you know, several years ago, you could change it on Amazon. The tag words you can do it now when you do it on the KDP. But it was different before. There was, you know, you could put in ten, twelve words, and it was. It's hard yeah. now to really pick the right thing and get yourself in. Yeah. See, because if you you have to work on that at the beginning, because once your book gets into a certain genre, it's hard to move it to the another genre. It it well it is um, it it's it, it's a hard it, this is a hard business okay. Yeah. You you are up against like sure. for example me I'm up against I mean the two of you I mean uh, thousands and thousands and thousands of authors. You yeah. Know, my ranking mm-hmm. right now as an overall Amazon author is like 350, 400. I haven't checked it lately. Out of the mm-hmm. millions of people that write books, I'm like 400 for example. Okay. And, and Which is, I, you know, I hate that. I, I really wish they would stop that because, honestly, I hate they, that. No, the the rankings, do, I, I don't I care. Mean, I, I think it's the worst thing for people's heads is the ranking. Well, no, see, it also determines how much money you're going to make, too. I, mean, I, I know that. Nothing, I know. <laughs> I know. But it's, it's still, sales. to it's me. It's all sales-driven. So I know. It's sales-driven, but it's also. Book writing hat off. It's emotional, too, your, for people. Well, I think because then they think then they give up because they think they're not getting anywhere well, because they're looking that's, at that's other people's numbers. That's what you were talking about before, Marcia, is people give up and they shouldn't. They just have I to understand that. the business. They take off you take off your creative hat and you put on your business hat and it makes sense. Yeah. People that don't have are capable of doing the business side are going to get frustrated. To me, I love it. I mean, it's, it's, I know exactly where I stand. I know who my peers are. I know where they, they're standing are. Uh, it becomes a, 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 a just like selling a book or a can of soup in the supermarket. There's you know 50 brands of soups. But there are know, but there are others. Right, there one. right, but you're the one author type. But then there's the other author that just wants to write a book, and it could be good, very good, and they just want to write another book and another book. And for them. Like you said at the beginning, the truth is, though, because sometimes it's not for everybody to about the sales. It's that, about that writing the best story they can write. So my advice that is, is when, write the best yes. story. 
once you write the best story you can write and you have it edited, hopefully people will see it, you know, and find it. But you will need to market is why we're talking about all of these things. But giving up is you don't give up. Just move on. Just keep writing. I'm I'm of the mindset, I've I've said it many, many times, that, you know, when I first published my first book, I had – dreams of being a successful author and making oodles and oodles of money and doing all that stuff. And then reality hit me in the face. And I realized that it's no different than the kid that dreams of playing, you know, professional football. Not everybody gets to do it, and that's okay. So I kind of took the stance that I love to write. I love to tell the stories. It brings me joy. It brings me joy when I get a review from somebody that loved the book and it touched yeah. them. You know, and that's yes, exciting. I love my royal. I love my. I love my royalty payments that come in. Yeah. It's nice. It's nice. You know, I'm not saying that because of it I'm living in a mansion or anything because I'm not. But I'm. I'm loving what I do, and you know, each day a new reward happens because I right. didn't give up. I keep pushing and I keep doing more and I have the opportunity to meet wonderful people like you two and you know I, I get on there and I, right, I, I think that's one of the good and, things is that you know that is one of the good things I've mentioned that before because you know since I've been having radio shows um, I have met tons of people that I never would have ever met mm-hmm. and getting mm-hmm. so much information from people I never would have known so I do think that when you get yourself in you know I'm, I was never big on workshops because I did a lot of those and I you know I've seen them i i do like the fact of when people listen to my show or your shows or other shows being able to find things out that we never could mm-hmm. because we didn't you know and one of the problems is years ago like i remember when i started i just went to the library and took out every book i could about children's books anything i was writing but now mm-hmm. listening to people and hearing their stories and hearing, you know, how they did it. And like with Mike saying, you're editing it, you know, you're happy and all of these things. That's what we have gotten out of listening to each other. So when you learn something. Yeah. yeah. Since I've met Mike, I've learned so many hints and tidbits and information on how to market better. You know, I mean, Mike, I've, I've used quite a few of them. (laughs) And I think. Did you receive my invoice? <laughs> that's one of the reasons oh, I handle no, I think I got lost in my spam folder. <laughs> yeah, because you know this is why I do a lot of these shows because you know, mm-hmm. and like I said before, there's so many things you can do. You know, and there are you can get help along a, the way because it's, there's it's a lot lonely. Of other it's lonely if you don't know how to do to any help. of this. It's lonely. Yeah, there's a lot of other know. authors out there that are willing to help. Join the different writer groups on Facebook. Now, some yeah. of them have high drama. So you can just kind of duck and dodge the drama. But if you're a woman writer, I highly recommend joining a lot of the groups that are for women writers. You you can go in there. They'll help you. You know, I went in the other day venting about an issue, and I had a whole bunch of ladies come back, and they gave me some wonderful ideas. And, you know, like Marcia. I resent resent that. (laughs) So if I go on there and iron my credit, they won't give me any help. Well, because uh, you're intruding, you're you're intruding in the Uh-oh. estrogen zone. You need to go to your zone. <laughs> <laughs> see, I, see, this is the thing. I, I, I personally, I personally don't. I don't think. I think for me, men and women. That's you know. That's why my shows are always mixed or whatever. Because I think mm-hmm. everybody. I you know. I. That's kind of for me. You know, like Mike is saying, which is true. Because sometimes. 
you know, you want men reading your books. Oh, I do. Well, I have a majority of men. As a matter of fact, yeah, I, I just I just changed they, they were a synopsis. I'm a woman that wrote some of my books. Yeah, I just they changed the synopsis. Men. I changed it like I, a, a, a synop- in my synopsis. I now I put it in men as well as women. <laughs> men as well as women can read the books. You know. Oh yeah. Because oh, well, there's, yeah. there's groups for both men well, and women, but I'm just saying, you know, as yeah, a woman, if, I, if, if I you feel more that, comfortable. I'd be you know, it's uh, for men and women. No. Well, yeah. Mike, you I, would well, never be blackballed. Well, no, you know, I because I've had genre. people on my shows, they'll go like, okay, I don't read any, you know, I don't read horror books. But some of the books are actually dark thriller books. They're not that horror. So I think that, mm-hmm. you know, genres, you know, sometimes it's good to cross over and read something you might not have thought you would like. Mm-hmm. And you end up liking. Mm-hmm. You I still know. think one of the funniest well, reviews I got for my first book in my trilogy, it was on Amazon. She gave me a whole one star. She goes, I don't like paranormal. I didn't think this was paranormal when I got it. And I'm like, honey, it's not paranormal. Right. <laughs> I like saying yeah, Well, that's the other thing. Okay, so, all right. That's another thing. That's one of the reasons. Okay, you know, I've mentioned this before, and, you know, Fran Lewis uh, is a reviewer. And I listen to her show a lot, and I've known her for eight years. And she'll, actually, she's coming on the show in October. Um she is a reviewer that reads every book. And mm-hmm. I've heard authors say that she gets what they, well, she was a reading specialist. That's what she did in mm-hmm. her career, you know, in school. And she understands. Sometimes people don't understand somebody's books, but when you're, she's done reading your book and writes a synopsis or writes a book review, you, you even understand it better because she gets right down to the characters. And I've heard people say yeah. that. They go, you got my book. Because sometimes mm-hmm. people, reviewers, and just, mm-hmm. they, they just they read a book that they know they're not going to like. If they don't want a, a romance book that's erotic, then don't read it. But don't write something horrible because you don't want to even read it. You know, and that's bad. <laughs> I think yeah. it's unfair okay, to do that. Let me, let and me I ask think, you a question. Let me ask a question. I have I have a book that I just finished, and it's, mm-hmm. it's a new genre that I invented. It's called Hard Cozy. Okay? Hard Cozy, okay. <laughs> Hard Cozy, and it's okay. about a group of older checkout counter ladies at Walmart that work the night shift. Uh-huh. Okay? <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm lying. Oh, you're lying. Okay. okay. Well, oh, you're I'm believing it. You had me hanging well, out. That sounds, sounds like a pretty good idea. <laughs> actually, sounds like a pretty good screenplay idea. A hard cozy. Well, I did. You know, I sat in a, I, I sat in a seminar recently about uh, cozy, cozy mysteries. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And every one of them have their main character. They either own a bake shop or a, uh-uh. a, a, a dry cleaner, something where things happen, where other women come in. So I was thinking, yeah, well, that's why, like, the Hallmark oh, movies are like that, too. I want to do a hard too. cozy. They have yeah, a lot of hard cozy. Get it, you know, Walmart why is everybody baking? Chicks. They do a lot of baking in books. They do a lot of baking. I know, I know. <laughs> and I know that. I'm not <laughs> really good at baking. I do want to give but some see, advice. That goes, back, to... that goes back to your question about tag words, okay? Yeah. yeah. Tag words are so important. If 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 I, I'm I'm a Kindle acolyte. I love Kindle. I love Amazon. I do not go on Smashwords. I don't go on Kobo and any of the others. Create space. All of the Amazon companies, I love them. They pay me a decent royalty. They are good to <laughs> yeah. me. I'm mm-hmm. good to them. So, but they make it very difficult to get down to the low end, down to the uh, reading base where I want it to be. For example, if I have a a uh, hard-boiled mystery, 
Okay, I want to choose uh, mysteries as my main category. Okay, uh-huh. then I want to go to hard boiled. Okay, and then I want to go down to street fighter or to gang member or what. And I can't. You can't do that. It's, it's not going to happen. Boiled. Right. Yeah. It's not going to happen. And so. I, I know who my reading base is, and that's what everyone should have. They must know who their readers are. They cannot sell books to everyone. When they, when an author goes on and decide himself and decides who he's going to sell his book to, you better know who's going to buy it. Yeah, but you know, let's just gonna, say a book has some erotic. Okay, let's say erotic. Somebody has an erotic book, okay, and there's right. some scenes okay. that are erotic, but it's not that erotic. It's because some people, you know, that's the problem. It. You could make a book sexy, but not it's not that sex that sexy mm-hmm. so yeah. that's very, very yeah. difficult because I've had a lot of erotic authors on, and then uh it it's ve- i think that that genre because sometimes they put them on the bottom of the barrel list, and sometimes they then they have stories so i so this is a that's a very tough market uh, you know I mean, what would you say about that like somebody has a book like that what what words would you put in? Because you, you I, tried different words. I would tell you words. straight up. I would uh-huh. tell you straight up. I would not call it erotica unless it is. Erotica is, you know, like X-rated. I mean, it's not even an R-rate. Erotica yeah, but that's is not. But not all of the books in erotica are X. That X. I know. So they shouldn't. They shouldn't you put them under that genre because it puts them. Yes, in a but then if you go into own. contemporary, then people go. Yeah, oh, erotic. Probably. You go yeah. into yeah. romance. Go into yeah. romance mm-hmm. and yeah. whatever story it is. That's not, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. pick, uh, I think it's very difficult. Uh, two two things on that. Um, erotic erotica automatically puts that author's books into a category that is very suspect suspect by the Amazon reviewers and the yeah. Amazon powers that be. Okay, because yeah. you know you can you can be any age and buy a book, so they got to be real careful how that thing is marketed. Yeah. Right. And so they watch it very closely. You go into romance, you know, romance uh, mystery uh, author. Uh, uh, yeah, I think it's a really difficult detective. thing. I think that's how I, 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 I wrote. I wrote. I wrote a lot uh, of women that write romance is a little more steamy. They call it romance. Not erotica. Yeah, erotic. erotic. I did actually. Okay, that's what I did. Words. That's what I put in today. I changed it to erotic romance, because I I have changed it many many times because I try to figure it out. Because then you don't want to annoy a contemporary romance, but that's really what it is. Yeah. You know, yeah. and but, and but so. You, but you both want to hear something funny? Do you know? Uh-huh. Do you realize yes. that it was erotica that got Amazon started on eBooks? Is that right? Well, cause, right? I can believe that. Yeah, because that's right. Because yep. people, yeah. Their erotica was the ones that got Amazon going on the ebooks and built it all up, and now they've been shoved, like you said, to the bottom of the barrel. And yep. Right. And erotica. so that's, you know, and listen, I've had people on, and I've said it on my show. I go, like, could you please repeat that? Because they read their stories sometimes because we can have that for, uh, you know, over 18 audience. And I go, like, what right. are you talking about? You know, it's like some of it is yeah. really, really hard to understand because it's crazy. You know, and I've had erotic writers on, uh, publishers that just go, they they actually, I've said this before, they sit and try to figure out if what they've written in erotica could possibly be done in some of the craziest positions and whatever. And okay, well, let me ask you a question. How would you, yeah. how would you classify Fifty Shades of Grey? Was that erotica or is that romance? What would you call well, it? Well, I think, listen, I I had the book, but I didn't really read it. But I 
I have seen the movie. And I happen okay. to like the two characters together. I think that they are very good together, you know, um, and I think they're very romantic together just by how they look at each other. When they get to the other scenes, yes, it is erotic, but it's not, I, you know, without a couple of the scenes in the movie, it would just be any other romance movie. Because it's, but, it's like porn. It's almost porn, but you don't see the genitals. I saw the movie. I thought it was the stupidest movie I'd ever seen, but I'm not into that It just was romantic, that though. I thought some of it, I, yeah. I liked them together. You know, I really it's did. You know? It was a chick flick. But I did, right. Right, no, I yeah, liked them together, but I didn't read, the book is much different. You know, as far as they go into depth, naturally three books later. But, you know, it. I think that it, without some of those scenes and some of the things, it wasn't that, Anything that unusual? There was S and M. There was there wasn't any. The only thing that wasn't in there is bestiality. You know, other than that, everything was there. You just didn't see the genitalia. You know, I mean, I'm not against a good spanking. Don't get me wrong. However, (laughs) that one. But without that, but the basic movie, when you see it on TV, there weren't as many scenes as people would think. How do we get on this subject? I thought we were supposed to be helping first time writers. No, right, I know we got to on that subject. Well, you know why? Because you know why? Because there are tons of erotic writers out there. Young, oh, new there ones more, coming out. Romance, romance is the largest selling category. In yes, the it romance is. Category it is. Our erotic romance is yeah. the, the down and dirty. All this stuff is there, and it's pretty. I'm going to make you know, it. I'm going to make today. it. I'm going to make a confession I don't make too often, but I write erotica under the name Darina Lasser, so that's okay. why I'm laughing. <laughs> right, right, and I'm Lady so Jane Sinclair, so I do write it too. I write it also, but the fact is that <laughs> gets so much bad press now, but the people from the beginning, okay, that started mm-hmm. in it, their books uh-huh. Uh-huh. sell a ton. They sell a ton because they started at the beginning I, I write, I and they have their too. audience. I have a confession. Okay. I have a confession. I write erotica too under the name Johnny Rock. You do not. You don't. No, no, I don't. That's a lie. I know that. So that's a lie. <laughs> that's a lie. Right? Okay. That's a, I, I know that. This is like this is like truth or consequences in one of those old shows. With but you know, but that is the biggest audience. But and there right. are a lot of people. It okay. Is. I and one of the reasons I, I'm talking about this is because I listened to a um, webinar, and. Um, in the webinar, it was like an hour and a half, and I was listening to it. It was about how to write. And right off the bat, the, the woman that was doing it, she just said a whole bunch of words. She said, if you can't handle this, goodbye, guys. Get off. Okay? So, And she was saying, because there are so many little stories that people write, and she said any kind of story like deep-sea fishing, uh, deep-sea scuba diving, um, airplanes, cars, anything – Sex can be in any of these books. So there's any category you want that could be an erotic yeah. book. And that's why yeah. it is so yeah. successful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's, it's, it's on money's tight, it's alcohol and sex that sells. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Well, sex, yeah, but, you know, sex when you sells, look blood at, sells, sex sells. When you go movies to screen, okay, and then but books to screen, you know, when you watch all the stuff that's on TV now, that's a lot of it years ago would have been X. You could never see that. They right, would never right. be on. So, I mean, this is this is what people that are starting to write, because a lot of people are thinking, okay, I'll just write like a romance book. 
and then they'll just mm-hmm. do whatever. And that what Mike is saying is right. It, it is. But then as far as tagging it, because that is what their that's what their peril will be is what will happen. How will they get their book out there? And how I will be going on and looking at other books in your genre yeah. and seeing what kind of tags they're using. Now, Mike, you have you have of... you have sex in your books. Um, yeah. Uh, Mike? Well. But, well, but, but there, it's soft. There's, it's not. It's not graphic. Right, right, right. You know, but that, but because, how but many books why, don't, I don't have know any how sex? To write it. Right. You know, it's I, not. But it's. I have. Yeah. In fact, I finished a scene yesterday in my upcoming book, Idol, that I mm-hmm. thought was really erotic, and I gave it to my editor to read, and she came uh-huh. back. She says, "So, so what? Do you, what? What's wrong with this?" And I said, "Is it too much?" She said, "No, not at all." You know. Right. And I thought, "Are you sure?" Because you know, it's. I mean, it was. Um, I mean, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed writing it. Don't get me wrong there either. You know? but, <laughs> well, yeah, uh, you know what? See, that's uh, really funny because that's what happens. I have a book that I put on. Um, it was. It's on uh, Amazon. I think it was UK. And I always was thinking, oh, is it too sexy? Whatever. And then I got a review. They go, this is not sexy at all. So I went like, oh, all right. I'm more. You know, because that's the thing. So. When you put those tag words in, that's a killer. So I think that sometimes you have to, for the author that's writing a book and going to put the book out there, sometimes you have to either change where it is. You, it, you can ask them at Amazon. That's the other thing we should talk about. Amazon yeah. will help you. So I think that yeah, that's really yeah. an important thing. But I do think that, you know, in children's books, those are very hard to sell now. You know, and the audio books uh-huh. are hard. But... Despite all of this, what we're actually getting at, all of this does sound hard. And Mike, has, Mike said it before, it is hard. But it's it possible. But it's possible. Oh, absolutely. It's doable. It it's, it's doable. If, know, if I yes. could learn how to do all this, anybody can. Believe me. I, I <laughs> you know. agree. I agree. You know, well, I, mean, yeah, uh, I mean, you know, the, the, the I mean, I just think that. All that stuff's easy. Yeah, and mm-hmm. I do think it's important for people that are out there that, you know, you can have help. Somebody will help you. Sometimes you write a book mm-hmm. and your editor, like you're saying, your editor, you thought that maybe it was too much, and the editor goes, no, it's fine. Mm-hmm. So sometimes we stand in our own yeah. way of a scene that we're writing or something that we're doing. So it is good to just have enough, try to keep writing because you get more confidence then. And then when you read other people, sometimes you can look at their books and go, you know what? I can do this because I, I think I might do it better. Or I think that uh-huh. I, you know, I could get there someday. I tell people all the time what you do when you sit down at your computer, your laptop, whatever, yeah. and you're starting to put those first words. Do not, under any circumstance, worry about punctuation and all that kind of yeah. stuff on that first draft. Let yeah. the creative juices flow. Don't worry about... Was this sentence done right or whatever? Just let it flow. The first draft is never the last draft. Yeah. Yeah. Get your book done and then go back through your book and now you can start cleaning it up. And, you know, you may say, oh, this area, I need to edit it a little bit better. Oh, gosh, well, I really got wordy here. I'm going to take that out. But if if you hold back while you're writing you're cheating yourself out of great possibilities because yeah. when the that's, juices that's, are flowing, those, right. you know, I sometimes write more than go with it. 
Sometimes I write exactly. longhand just to get it out, and then when I go to the computer, it changes completely, but at least yeah. I'm not inhibited. Right. I just that, write. That, that, it's so important to not cut off creativity. Just let it yeah. flow. Yeah, yes. You know, right. I've got, and, and I was, I was, I figured out the other day that I've written over 3 million words in all my novels and uh, short stories and things. And, mm-hmm. and in that time, I've never taken into account spelling or education. I just whip it out, not education, but uh, uh, punctuation. Um, yeah. I've never concerned myself with it. I just got the story out. And then I would come exactly. back and read it again. At the end of each day, I go back and I'll read what, what I wrote. Yeah, and yeah, that's what I do. Then, and then like move on. Right, saying, move you should on. never be yeah. your own editor, and no. so I, you know, I do what I can. Well, you're not, but, yeah. but you're just kind you of, gotta, you know, you just kind of have to get into the mood of where you were, you know. Exactly. Uh, so, yeah. you, so you're on the same page, you know, mentally, uh-huh. because, and you know, right. and one of the advice that I would give to people is sometimes, you know, there are days when you start writing and you go, you know, I don't think this is really good. Just move on. Just keep going because you can always cut yeah. that later. But don't say. Yeah. Don't say, oh, i got to start a new story, because we all do that. Whenever we're writing something, yeah. we go, oh, i got a better idea, <laughs> much better idea. Right. You know, right. And I think yeah. that, uh, that, well, there might be a caller here, so maybe we should ho- take this and hope for the best, right? Okay. Uh-huh. Hi, it's Marcia. Do you have a, a question? Hi, Marcia. Love your show, as always. Hi. This is Cheryl Castella. Oh. I have two things there you to go. Tell. Hi, Hi honey. This is two things to tell you. Um, Number one, for your new authors, don't ever, my advice to them, don't ever let anybody shut you down. Because I wrote something uh, in 1992, and uh, a wannabe author shut me down, but I recently gave it to Pettit to read, and he mm-hmm. sat there with his mouth open, and he said, "My God, why did you stop this?" Yeah, see, that's and oh, now that's I'm inspired to re- return to it. So, Yay. thank you yes, for that. Um, uh, regarding the erotica, like Lorraine yeah. Carey, who is my friend, who I dearly <laughs> yeah, yeah, love. They've been on the show, this um, and and Betsy Robbins, yeah. Yes, and um, I'm going to change all my my. I wrote four very thrilling erotica thrillers, um, and I'm going to change them to romance. And I'm yeah. I'm going to start selling those. So um, you should. Sure. So, so are you saying you're going to? Are they out already? Are they out already? Yes, they're on. They're on indie. Yes, they are. Okay, Under a so you're just going to change it now to romance with it. Well, see, that's the whole problem. You know. Um, I am, yes. You should come on I the am. show. I have to, to write you down here because you should come on when we talk about Iraq. Maybe you'll come on with Lorraine. They can come on again. I I would love to. And also I'm an editor. So there's a lot of criticism from even people in my neighborhood. Well, you didn't edit this, right? Well, excuse me, did you take classes? Do you know what you're talking about? Yeah. So, and <laughs> <Yeah>. I, <laughs> I'm just always amazed. <laughs> well, you but know, that's Marcia, one of the things, as always. You know what? That's when I, what, what, what things I say, you know, on audiobooks, this is the one thing I say. The good thing about audiobooks is you, nobody's sitting there going, yeah. oh, you don't have a comma. You don't have a question mark. You don't have this. Oh, you don't have the... that. You just sit there and <laughs> listen to the book, you know, because there are a lot of people out there that give advice that shouldn't, you know, and that's one of the reasons oh, we have in the show. I'm glad you brought that up as far as that because, don't you know, say. it's important. For people to hear the, this. The, 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 people, the people who 
like to – I have a – I'm going to shoot this over to you. It's people okay. who criticize your editing. I'm going to shoot that over to you on, on Facebook. <laughs> okay. um, I, those people drive me crazy. I know. They're, they're One person I told me I was comma happy. Oh, well, when I, okay. Know, but when anyway. about the grammar hey, Nazis Marcia. out there. Yes? Marcia, when was the last yeah. time you heard an editor going to fire an author? Yeah. <laughs> Let me tell you what happened. <laughs> Cheryl, Cheryl called me one day. She said, you're fired. Like, what? What? What do you mean I'm fired? <laughs> no, you're the comma king. If I see one more blank, 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 comma, I'm going to fire you. <laughs> what, what? Oh, you know, oh, I had, oh. I had like three yeah. and four commas behind. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, I, 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 I think right. that's my... It does sometimes. Marcia, that's do okay. That's Marcia. That's okay. That's my job. That's how yeah. I pay my bills. I've been doing yeah. this for yeah. years. Um, so right. and that's all right. You know his. But you know, back to the cover. Uh, the cover of a book is so very important. Um, mm-hmm. When you look at the cover of Pettit's books, you yeah. especially the Jack Marsh, and he never tells yeah. you what Jack Marsh looks like. To me, yeah. Jack Marsh is an is an aged Don Johnson. He's gorgeous, yeah, 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 but yeah. Mike doesn't tell you that. That's yeah. left up to you to yeah, decide. Yeah, because people do like that. They like um, to figure it out right in their mind. Exactly. Yeah. But when you look at the cover of his books, you know, especially the Jack Marsh Key West series, you know what you're going to get. Yeah. I've got mm-hmm. other authors that I dearly love, but I'm saying. Your cover is not telling me anything. Yeah, so, yeah I know. But, uh, yeah, but I, yeah, I have done that with some of my, Yeah, but then again, when you see there's some, there's some books out there, a lot of them, that are very highly acclaimed, and they don't really say what the book is about. Yes. So I, I guess I it's know. weird, exactly. you know. It, exactly. I, I don't know. You know, there's but, so many. But, that's, that's one of the reasons when I first did my my show eight years ago, which is around now, actually, almost, um, I I named my show A Good Story is a Good Story. I was with uh, Red Red yes. River. And because my age, I had a, a manager at that time, and he goes, just write a good story. And so that was in my mind. And that's why my shows, I have shows on everything, because it's just about a good story about anything. But the truth is, when you sit down, just write the best story you can. Mm-hmm. Don't don't exactly. want to write like the guy let, over, the guy, yeah. you know, anybody else. Write like who you are. Well, and then, and then instance, get it, and then the get it to that, an editor. Yes, definitely. Well, yeah, I'll have to get. I'll have to hire an editor now. The story, Marcia, the story I started in 1992 was more of a um, a Walton's Mountain kind of a story, but it was about yeah. West Texas. And I had a wannabe author who was an airline pilot who I loved. I, I you know, they're wonderful. My husband was one, um, but this guy shot me down, and oh, I quit. Bad. I mean, not, yeah. and here we are. How many years later? Yeah. And I showed it, I, I presented it to Mike Pettit, and he said, why did you stop this? Yeah. I oh, said, well, that's what I was saying. Before, said, no, we were just, before we went on, I was talking, I had a lot of clients, and some of them, honestly, they were so good. They just didn't have the yeah. patience to stay in the game. I mean, my first several clients were unbelievably good, and they, and they were oh. really, I mean, top-notch. But they just didn't have it to stay in, and that's the thing. You have to have it to stay in, and a lot of people just don't, and that's the problem. But can you imagine? Can you imagine? Can you even begin to imagine if somebody had stopped Anne Rand 
Yeah. Writing yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. the Fountainhead yeah. or yeah. Uh, who, who, what, uh, John, Michener, John, John Galt. Yeah. yeah. Michener, yeah. Oh, I mean, his yeah. books were like five million pages. I mean, you know, so it's like, I, you know, and oh. it's true, you know, and then one of the things is, you know, because you, that's why sometimes I do novellas from my screenplays that I've written because those are shorter and in Hollywood, that is what they'll read is novellas. They don't like to read a lot of, you know, pages. They really yeah. don't, you know. Uh, that's you know, and the script is an easy read. It's different than you're reading yeah. a book. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, but well, you know, I think all authors out there that was this is one of the reasons to have this show because of the fact that, you know, you gotta stay in the game. And it is a game. Yeah. Linda, did yeah. you say I Linda, I didn't hear what you said. Linda did you say something? I said if we it, I said if we all listened to the naysayers when we were first yeah, starting right. out, none of us exactly. had ever published. Right. And I had my fair share yeah. of naysayers too. <laughs> no, yeah, and, Linda, you know, and, and Linda, everybody has them. Br- Linda, br- Linda, bravo, bravo, yeah. bravo. Yeah. You know, okay, I'm just, signing I, off. Let you know, somebody else call. I, I think what what happens though to a lot of the writers now, like years ago, when you would send to publishers, we all got these rejection letters, which were really good because every time I got a rejection letter, I kept it, and you just keep going. Uh-huh. Now that's why I'm saying some of the smaller publishers take everybody, and so then they actually think their writing is good when it's not. Yes, and yeah. that's a problem. You know, yeah. so I think that I you know that's why you need to have somebody. I, I don't really give my books out till I'm done because I, tr- I trust Jeff. He's a Northwestern journalist, you know, person, and he's done all my books since he was very young, and he knows what he's doing. And I don't, I am not an editor. I've said it many times. I, the other day I had like a quote I wanted to write, and so I sent it to him. And then I go, well, what's wrong with this? <laughs> he sends me back with a whole, it was just two lines. I'm thinking, oh, my God, forget it. <laughs> it was just like, oh, I can't do this without him. Oh, I know, I know that feeling of rejection. <laughs> I, I, I know the wrath of Cheryl Castella's red pen. Believe me. Yeah, I know. She's, well, I think we dropped. She dropped. She got dropped off. But I'm going. I should have her on the show. She's very interesting. So, come on. She is, yeah, I, she I, is. is there anything that uh, Linda would you like? Well, maybe Linda talk about for just a minute about where they can reach you and how you can help them and what they can, you know, how they can reach you and what they you can do for them. Okay. Well. Um, if you're a first-time author, like I said earlier, Lisa and I, she's my partner at Deadly Reads, we love to help. We we want to be there to help and pay back with because we got help from others. So yeah. you can go to DeadlyReads.com. That's our website. Um, on there you'll find a tab for Deadly Reads Author Services. You can go in there. We offer numerous different things. Um, we help with editing. We do formatting for both ebook and print. Uh, we do specialized formatting for ebook. Have yeah. a lot of little extra features that a lot of the other ones don't do. Give your book oh, a little a good extra. Thing. Give your book, give your ebook a little extra kick. Um, like what? Like what do you do? Well, like what do you do? Well, um, I really don't. Want, <laughs> I do a okay, I do a special sorry. looking uh, <laughs> table of yes, contents. But... My table of contents is a lot different. It's not that one that just sometimes will take up three or four pages. Um, we do, you know, images in there. We'll do your your live links idea. in there. You know, we do all sorts of things inside yeah. the ebook for people to give it, like I said, give it that little extra kick. Yeah. Um, like on my Dragon's Blood Keys that I did for myself, you know, where you have put the little um, scene breaks. You know, it's normally like the three little after uh-huh. stars. Yeah. 
instead of that, I put little images of dragons. Oh, that's a good idea. And, yeah. yeah, so, I mean, when people get the ebook, they look in it, and it's just, it's more, it's better. It's more, I don't know, it has more zip. No, I did that with uh, my, my Say Goodbye, idea. the Christmas novella I wrote. Instead of the three little asterisk stars, I have did a pretty Did you do that little, cover? Um, did you do that cover? Yes, I did. I make I all like my covers. Cover. I do like that cover isn't that, a lot. Is that a beautiful I, I cover? Do. The, I know. I really like goodbye, it. But, I do. But anyway, we help with getting your book ready. Like I said, we do editing, formatting, okay. cover design. You can find pre-made covers. We also do custom covers. Um, we have a Twitter service. I call it Twitter Blast. Thank you, Mike. Mike's the one that came up with the name. And I'm um, using it. I use it. I use it because, you know, as everybody knows how I love to do marketing, <laughs> I'm using it. Uh-huh. I don't know why and I say that because I'm always marketing. I mean, I'm always out there, but I just I don't like it, you know, per se. But what we'll yeah. do is we'll set up on our thing that up to three books for one price. Yep. And um, depending on how long you want to do it, there's different prices for the amount of time. And we will put it out, you know, at least five to six times a day throughout throughout the day. Because And the pricing you know, is good. The pricing can, is, it's reasonable. It is. It, it is. Very reasonable. Thank you. Thank you. But, you know, I found that, you know, if, if somebody puts a tweet out once a day, how many people happen to be on Twitter at that time? Yeah. So you need to separate, you know, you need to spread it out. Well, of course, Twitter, you can't put the same exact tweet within a 24-hour period because that's a no-no. That's breaking their rules. Right, because so, they go, uh-oh, oh, they go, whoops. Yeah. They go, whoops, yeah, they didn't you flagged. just do this? <laughs> didn't you just do this one? And so, you know, each tweet is a little different. I might change a hashtag or something like that, but yep. your book or your three, two books or three books, however many you decide to do, will be tweeted out several times within a 24-hour period. Like I said, you can sign up. I think I do up to six months. It's up to six months, yeah. And yeah. Um, so anyway, you know, that way you can you can reach a lot of people. And I, you can ask Marsha, your book yes. is getting retweeted quite a bit. Well, I have a really good retweet with the people that are really? following me on Twitter. Yeah, so I'll get on there and I'll laugh because I'll see Marsha's book. Oh, been retweeted. Oh, wow, this has been retweeted by oh, three or four good. people this yeah. time. Right. So I, I'm so going to do it again with my other books. I am. I just have to, you know, I just <laughs> changed a few things as usual. And so I will. Yeah, I think that that's important for people to know that there is help out there to do this. Because, you know, like Mike was saying, it is a lot of time. You know, it's now I've, time. I've also helped other uh, another author. Um, he was totally overwhelmed by the whole idea of Twitter. Um, he... I said, do you want me to help you get it going? Because I, I got on it. He had a whole whopping four followers, and the account had been open for three years. And yeah. I said, uh, your Twitter account's not doing anything. He goes, well, I don't understand it. So I said, okay. Yeah. I said, do you trust me enough to get in there and work on it for you? And he said, sure. Yeah. Yeah. So I got in there, and um, over time now, we're over 2,000 and climbing. So yeah, great. it just takes See, time. That's good. Right, you get results. And, you know, yeah. it – it does matter. So, you know, Twitter, you know, it it has never been my favorite, but it, you know, it is what, I mean, there really are a lot of people tweeting. I mean, there really are. And there's a lot of stars on Twitter. There's a lot of different people that can mm-hmm. see your tweets. So I think that that's, you know, plus the other services. So, you know, and your show, well, before, you, before you stop, talk, say one thing about your shows, okay? Hello? Okay, your well, we had originally, yes. yeah, we originally started on Blog <laughs> yeah. Talk. That's how we met Marsha. 
Yep. And um, over time, I decided I wanted to go a different route. So now we're just doing podcasts that we put on our YouTube channel, Deadly Reads YouTube channel. Um, we interview those in the publishing and entertainment businesses. So if you're a writer and you want your book showcased, contact yeah, me. You have screenwriters, uh, producers, directors. You have everybody. Everybody, yeah, writers. Yeah. We've had um, best-selling authors. We've had first-time authors. Um, we've had we've had um, different people in the publishing, and then the, like the entertainment, like Marcia said, we've had actors, oh, yeah. screenwriters, um, directors, publishers. That's how I met Randall Dark, and that's how I met Mike. You know, on you're listening mm-hmm. to your show. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, we've uh-huh. had a lot that's of, right. and Lisa keeps us booked up. We're booked up pretty yeah. good. So. If you want to get on and showcase your work, um, send an email to Linda L. Linda, Linda L. Send an email to Linda Barton at deadlyreads.com, and I'll be sure to get you set up with Lisa because she's our coordinating director and she does all the booking. But um, yeah, we we really love to showcase people. We like to help get people out there, and we have a lot of fun. If you want to go to yep. our channel, we've had a lot of shows. We've had fun fun ones. Our first one, I love Ika. She's so sweet. She's an author. We had no idea what we were doing. We stumbled through our first show, but we persevered and kept on, and I think we're doing pretty good now. <laughs> I think so. You're moving on. All right, Mike, is there anything, Mike, all right, Mike, is there anything we didn't cover yeah. or we'll cover next time or what you wanted to say at the end? Well, no, just, just as a wrap, a wrap up, <clears throat> the thing that I would, always recommend to everyone in our business is to be on shows like yours, Marcia, and like Linda's yeah. Yeah. Uh, because it's good. It's a good platform to get your name and your thoughts out there and your opinions and stuff. And um, so I would think that uh, Yeah, I, any, yeah, I think that author, is a good thing. Thank you. But it, it's good on yeah, Google. Let's it put is. it there. Google picks it up right away. Well, That's I tell right, people exactly. also, too, to, to embed any shows that they do, get the, get the recording of it and embed it on their website. So you think yes, the embedding exactly. is good? Yeah, embedding. Okay, yeah. I've been. I do that sometimes yeah. right now. Yeah, I tell people all the yeah. time, like our guests, you know, I you know, on YouTube because ours come up on YouTube. I yeah. say go in there and get the embed code and put it on your website. That way, when yeah. people go to the website, they can see. You know, you can also embed them on Facebook now because Facebook's really pushing the whole video thing. Yeah. So um, embed. If you're going to do any YouTube thing, go in and get the embed code. Because it stays on Facebook. Facebook now is yeah. not wanting to share stuff that takes you off of Facebook. So that's another important and, thing. And that's true because, you know what, because like now with uh, Black Talk, when you go on like my, my uh, like Michigan Avenue Media or if you go on uh, Marsha Casper Cook, there's a place that says um, for the, your radio shows, and now it just all the shows are on there. So if somebody clicks a date, it'll go into – Every show we've had, you know, all the shows we've had. Mm-hmm. I've been doing this for mm-hmm. eight years. That you know, but they all the ones from World of Ink and um, they're all the shows are still out there, even from Red River. So I mean, there's all these shows stay in, so people can always mm-hmm. listen. Just because they're not listening today doesn't mean they're not going to listen tomorrow. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and so mm-hmm. that's why Mike is right about that. So yeah, I always mm-hmm. forget to say. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> you know, the other and, thing I would say in closing for me. Mm-hmm. In closing, would be to to new authors and uh, and uh, published authors is just never give up, never stop writing. Right. That's right. that's what we're that's I what agree. we want. We, we're all writers. We that's our objective. Yeah. That's where we get our kicks from. And yeah. but if you want to make money at it, then you've also got to enjoy that part too. 
right. or, or find right. someone that does. And have them right, exactly. You. You know? yeah. Some people I, I find it difficult. Plug, right. I want to put a plug in for one of my books. I wrote, I wrote a, a real quick how-to book uh, that's really a small book. About uh, It's called uh, uh, Boot Camp for Indie Authors, Marketing 101. Yeah. And it's on Kindle and it's on Create Space. And it's a couple of bucks or something. You know, those um, are important to people it, because that's an important are, book to yeah. write. You know, it really is. You know, uh-huh. and I had Rachel Thompson on and she has a book too. You know, the, so I think people, when, you know, you can get these books on Kindle that will help you. Because, you know, sometimes that's you right. can't remember everything yeah. that somebody said on a show. You know, but there are uh-huh. people like you that have books that will are repeating things for them, and so they have it all the time. Yeah, because this is a I lot just, of information uh, in book, thrown just, at you. I just yeah. broke, I broke it down into five easy steps to follow. I mean, they're so basic that they're they're yeah. basic sales is yeah. all it is. Five basic steps. You follow those, and you will be able to sell your book. I've always and, said, uh, Lassie, you must have been, you you must have been a really really good salesperson when you were doing toys. I was. When, I know. When you're I selling toys, when you're selling you know, toys, you're all screaming breath. Because yeah, as soon because I heard that when I was listening to Linda's show the first time, that's what you were talking about, you know. And okay, well, I said, well, wow, well, wait, wait, you know. wait. You don't know you don't know this, but you're talking to. At one time, I was the world's second largest yo-yo maker. How's that? Well, I cool. don't think it's hard to sell yo-yo. You, you that, that was how I met you by listening to all the things that you did. Because I mean, and I, and that's selling yo-yos is as hard as selling encyclopedias door to door. Right. Yeah. You know, and, and honestly, that show is available. That show is available on our YouTube fan, uh, channel, yeah. folks. Because that was a good show. Like that was a really. Yeah, that yeah. was a great show. It was a yeah, good interview. Yeah, it was. That was. It was really good. You know, but, but and one you last, know, so one listen to listen to shows study. of other people also. You know, like I think yeah. people think that maybe I only listen to my show. I don't even listen to my show because I <laughs> I listen to I listen to Linda and Lisa. You know, because I they're different guests that and different people, so you learn different things. You know, and yeah. um, Mike yeah. is on both shows because you know we know yeah. that Mike gets the word out for you know he helps. Also, when someone's on a show, oh, that he, he yeah, promotes it. Yeah, it went across, across the universe. I, I, I think would be it's important. People in India and we, You know what? Honestly, Linda's here and Ann Mike, and they do promote people, and I think that's a good thing because um, yeah. I appreciate it, and I think that it's important. So I think that that's why, you know, I promote other people also because it is important. Those are the things that count. Yeah. So thank you both for being you have on. To. And I should say, uh, Happy Jewish New Year to everybody. It's starting this week. Oh. And, um, right, so if you haven't guessed that I was Jewish, you might not. But I, I'm pretty sure everybody knows that right, by eight years. But can anyway, I, add, happy can I have one comment, please, before we leave? Yes. Can I have one yes. comment? Um, yes. I'd like to send my thoughts and prayers out to the people that are facing Hurricane Maria. Uh, they're in the Caribbean. It's not looking oh, too yeah. good. Oh, yeah. It's oh, horrible. Uh, you know, and, and my heart which, you, which people, people know that we didn't do. Mexico City. You I know, we did not do a few shows a, because of it. It's Mexico so, we're so sad. just had the earthquake yeah. earlier. That yes. doesn't look too bad. That looks, I mean, that doesn't look too good either. Well, when is Maria, when, when did they think Maria might hit? They're saying now. Maria's supposed think, to hit Puerto Rico now. tomorrow. Is that what they're saying, oh. Mike? Uh, Have you heard Virgin that? Virgin Islands right now, I think, Category yeah. 5. Uh, yeah. It's really, it's unbelievable that this could be happening. So. 
so sad. And then they had that earthquake in Mexico City a couple of hours, maybe three hours ago, a 7.1 in Mexico City, which is really, really bad. So my my heart pounds. You know, and I I think, you know, so many people from America, you know, from, uh, you know, USA, you know, they're going to vacation at places and they're having their weddings planned. It's going to be, it's a very, it's a a really tough time for people now, you know, Mm because there's a lot of loss, which is, uh, that is horrible. You know, which is yeah, why I canceled yeah. a couple of shows because, um, you know, there's certain areas that have gotten it. And, you know, and I, I realized that we had a lot of people from the coast and we have a lot of people from Texas, which was, you know, that's our demographic for shows, you know, a lot of. So we Uh-oh. know. Yeah, this, yeah I, know. I was, we had to cancel a show because I live in southeast Texas where probably yeah, you know, we didn't know. You didn't know. So. I know. <laughs> Yeah, we didn't know. I know I kept it. But, you know, the one thing I must say, it was so interesting, though, you at least had your, your phone to be able to contact people. So it's kind of, you know, it's such a different world that, thank goodness, people had the phones. Well, we were lucky uh, where I live. You didn't have power. I know you had Beaumont. power. I live 50 miles north of Beaumont, where it's with Beaumont, Bider, all that area got hit really hard as, as, as Harvey left Houston because it kept moving east. And so I'm 50 miles north of Beaumont, yeah. and so we got a lot of the rain, but we didn't. Where I live, didn't get the flooding because our house is on a higher elevation, thank goodness. But now my Which daughter, it was, she it was in, it was so amazing though that some places had electricity. That was just unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. You know, so I mean, it was hit well, and miss. There were some areas that got nothing, got flooded, and other ones that didn't get it at all. So it's amazing. Mike, what were you yeah, going to say? I, I was blessed. I missed all of it. I live up here yeah, on the beautiful Redneck Riviera. And uh, just sunshine, and we got a couple of little drops of rain, and that was about it. But usually we're wow. right down that alley, Hurricane Alley. Listen, and, I used to think uh, Chicago, yeah, our weather, it's like we're like thinking now in Chicago, we're going like, hey, this is like great here now. <laughs> I, mean, we're, I mean, because we always were considered not great weather. You know, we had all these storms and all of, you know. Uh-huh. And so now, I mean, because we're in the middle here somewhere, that it's, you know, it makes us feel like safe, you know, because it's very tough out there right now. So you're right. That's a good yeah. thing to end with. We will yeah. end with that. Anyway, and I we just hope... wanted to, like I said, I want yeah. to send my prayers out to everybody facing that. Yes, I think that's a yeah. very good thing to do because it's it could hit at any. Uh, I know. All right. So I right, good night, everybody. It's not. I'm used to saying good night, but it's not. It's not even night. Yeah. <laughs> I'm used to... it's, it's dinner time. Thank you for having me. But everybody, go uh, okay. Oh, well, I'm not cooking. I'm not cooking. <laughs> I can't cook. I okay, can cook, you, but I'm not cooking. All right. Good night, everybody. Yeah. Goodbye. Okay, <laughs> good night. Thank good night. you again. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye, Bye-bye Linda. Bye-bye. Bye, Mike.